This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dine Local San Diego podcast. After a two-week hiatus, we are back with a jam-packed show for you today. Very special show. We are going to have Anthony Sensei from J6, and he is going to be doing a dinner with Javier Placencia called the Manila Galleon. And this is going to be celebrating both Filipino and Mexican Heritage Months, which are both in October. So a collaboration dinner with them. That's going to take place this week, Thursday the 11th. There are still tickets available. And if you're going to wa- if you're watching this show live on Facebook Live, we're going to be giving away two tickets later in the show to it. So definitely stay tuned. And for those of you who are listening on this podcast, check out uh, in the future coming weeks, we're going to be doing a lot more of the live component to the broadcast, adding that little bit of Facebook Live so you can tune in and watch us do it live. All right. So without any further ado, we're going to kick it off this week like we do every week with our Farmer's Market Report. I have both Joe Herman and Joe Buckschness in with us this week. Joe Herman, what has been happening with the Farmer's Market this week? This week, um, Coastal's bringing the goodies this week. We're going to start seeing all the radishes, the turnips, mustard greens, all the choys. So that's awesome to see. You know, chefs have been waiting for this watermelon radish, Hanoa Kabu. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a turnip? That's a turnip, actually, yes. Turnip Pink of the turnip, sun. Turnip of the sun, traditionally used in pickling. I yeah. think it's like cherry blossom pickle, they call it. And those kind of yeah. almost look like carrots, even? Or? Yeah, they're kind of got like some magenta shoulders on them and they go into white. They're long and slender. Like Not, icicle kind of shaped? Like an icicle shape, correct. So yeah, we're seeing those. Pink turnips, the baby Japanese turnips. I know the pink turnips have always been really popular with They're chefs. They're awesome. Yeah, they're beautiful. Small, they, sweet, beautiful color. Correct. Yeah, be- like they look great on the inside. They're kind of almost like a watermelon radish on the inside, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, we're seeing black radish, purple and green daikon is also. And then, you know, we're, see- we're starting to see all the, the choys, the Chinese mustard greens, the tatsoi, bok choys. They're all like healthy now. It's cool. It's not too hot. And so these are all symptoms of a cool down then, right? Correct, yeah. And so we're getting those hardier greens, the ones that I guess wouldn't grow in a, a warm, temperate environment. They need a little bit of cool air. Right. Um, and that's the mustard greens and stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> also, you know, we're seeing our second season of peas. Like we're seeing pea vines now um, really? since it's cooled down. Now the snap peas are coming in from Kong Tao, Fresno Evergreen. So still enough sunlight to grow, but that the heat is... Yeah, it's just like that perfect, Balance like, of, you know, I, I had no idea peas had two seasons. That's cool. They do in California. Only in California, yeah. right? <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, and then all the potatoes are in, the, all the sweet potatoes, Japanese sweets, purple sweets, yams. So that's all coming in. Um, sunchokes. And I know I saw some sp- persimmons this week, too. Persimmons, right? yeah. Penrin, we got chocolate persimmons and the cinnamon persimmon, also known as the maru persimmon. Now, I know one of the... Chef's favorite things to do with that is the hoshigagi, and that is the ancient Japanese art of drying the persimmon by hanging it. So are you getting any ones with the stems in for that? Yes, from Murray Family Farms, we're getting them in. And so they have the stems so you can tie them up? Yeah, and you know, that's an excellent topic to touch upon with Murray. They have an older Japanese woman that comes out every day and has a different row of fencing that she works on and massages 
massages each and every single one of them by hand. But while they're on the tree still? No, they actually pluck them and hang them So they're strings. producing the hoshigagi. So Correct. you can get hoshigagi in the farmer's market, but right. you can also get persimmons with stems on them so you could hang them yourselves and do the, yeah. the ancient art yourself. And it's, it's almost like a candied kind of flavor and texture. But it's a natural process of massaging the fruit and the residual sugars coming out. Yeah, and then the, quite a beautiful thing to see. And it's, what's really cool is they actually look candied because yeah. the sugar then reforms and crystallizes right. on the outside. Yes. Right, and they lose their moisture. Yeah, and dry. It's a lot of, of work. It's too. like a persimmon raisin. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so that's definitely a treat that you know, again, a seasonal treat that just comes in once a year, and uh, super excited about having those in the cooler. Oh yes. yeah, for sure. Everyone's excited. Well, Joe, I know you've been out on the trucks again this week, and you've been selling some stuff. I know you were up in Rancho Santa Fe this week. Where'd you get to visit? Correct. Um, so Rancho Santa Fe, a little place called Dolce Panavino, it's east of the racetrack. Um, small, you know, handmade. Sh- uh, Chef Kendra Corrales has complete creative freedom. She hops on the truck and hand selects absolutely everything and tastes everything. You know, I love that when you know when we bring the truck by to places, yeah. the chefs that really get involved and go in there, take time out of it because you know, as a chef, every minute, every second counts. Yes, and the the ones who take the time to actually go out and yeah. taste everything and think about it is just such a cool it's way. It's to- an absolute be- beautiful thing to see and to watch. They smell, they taste. And so what I'm talking about today is a taste of Rancho Santa Fe. Last year, they sold 130 tickets. This year, this past weekend, over 700. So that event was last weekend. They did 700 people. 700 people. people. So she did Millican sweet potato, white flesh, crisp chip with a chimichurri shrimp topped with a bourbon smoked black pepper aioli with micro amaranth. Absolutely beautiful color combination um, and the flavor. Fresh, fall, you know, it's a beautiful time of year. It's exciting. That sounds good. You know, changing of the seasons is a beautiful thing. I, I know. And so Dolce Panavino, that's right up there in uh, kind of that Via Dea Valle back corridor. Um, and, uh, you know, they just do an incredible job yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, you know, and these potatoes are coming from Millican Family Farms, which is in Ojai. So it's kind of east of Santa Barbara. Um, nice little pocket of farmland, you know. It's beautiful temperature and it's just an exciting time to be you know, out and about. Yeah. And those potatoes are something cool to get back in, right? We haven't had those for the last couple months. They don't do too well in the summer months. You know, they gap from time and time again. I mean, Joe Herman will have a little bit more information regarding seasonality, but they're very consistent. They're hearty. They're sweet. They're nice and petite. Oh, I rhymed there. Uh, <laughs> hearty, sweet, nice and petite. petite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, beautiful, fun product to work with. It's a good, it's a good potato. You can, it's got a lot of applications. Like, yeah, she made chips out of it. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's, it's good for that, you know, roasting. It's got a smooth, creamy texture. Mm-hmm. So I know so. Mill- Millican's big into potatoes. Do they do just one Japanese sweet or is there? Uh, yeah, they, they do some yams too. And then um, they do, they do a variety of things. They have broccolini, lots of leafy greens, uh, even radishes. They do. They delve into t- t- tomatoes. They have beautiful strawberries, also. Like their these beans, nice. their dried beans, and they do are dried beans as well. Next yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to start seeing any other um, farms coming in with potatoes in the next week or so? Sure. I mean, a lot of the uh, um, her produce, Fresno Evergreen, Kong Tao. They all that wiser. You know, is uh, they're trickling in. They're the potato guys. We're waiting for their Alaskans. Can't wait for those and Amarosas. Yeah. It's just going to be a minute. Yeah. But. So just kind of waiting on that season change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost there. It's almost fully in, and then you know yeah. the summer is going to be gone. The pumpkin spice lattes are out. So yeah, <laughs> right, <Exactly. laughs> pumpkin spice season. 
Uh, well, awesome, guys. Thank you so much. That's an awesome farmer's market report for this. The I guess it's the second week now in, or I guess we're between the first and second week of October here. Um, persimmons coming in. Lots of exciting stuff. Thank you, guys. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having Stay me. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, for those of you watching online, just hang out. Anthony Sensei will be arriving shortly, and we're going to be talking all about his event and all the food he does. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are live on Dine Local SD Facebook, also with the Dine Local SD podcast. Our guest today is one of my absolute favorite chefs in San Diego, Chef Anthony Sensei of J6 Restaurant down in the heart of the Gaslamp Corner. I'm your favorite. <laughs> you are. You know it. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing Chef uh, Anthony for over 10 years, and... Uh, just been a huge fan of his Jesus the entire Christ, you time. You make me sound old. You are old. We are old. <laughs> um, and you, you got an incredible event coming up here, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. It is the uh, Manila Gallion. Right? Manila Gallion. Manila Gallion. Don't overcompensate, I, Nick. I, it's I, fine. I, it's yes. my natural accent. I have to do That's it. what it is, yeah. Because you have a Filipino accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's Filipino Heritage Month, and it's also Mexican Heritage Month. Yeah, it's Latino American Heritage Month as well. So the, they overlap. So uh, Mexican American Heritage Month is September 15th to October 15th. Uh-huh. And uh, Filipino American Heritage Month is October Okay. October 1st to the 31st. So perfect. And the, your your event is going to be this Thursday on the 11th. This Thursday, October 11th, yep. And Anthony has also been kind enough to bring two tickets here to the studio. So if you'd like a chance to win... Uh, they didn't like bring like them. They're like reservations. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually these giant golden tickets. Yeah, you got to open up your your candy bar. Yeah. Your... <laughs> so Anthony's got two golden tickets for the the event on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> you're completely throwing me off. Yeah. All right, so two tickets. So how you're going to enter to win? Just leave a comment below, and then we're going to choose um, randomly one of the comments, and that'll automatically enter. So if you're watching live right now, or you get a chance to you know hit that Dine Local SD Facebook page, uh, definitely comment below, and you'll be in a chance to win. Well, if so, they're watching this, aren't they on the Dine Local Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. I'm, there you go. Thanks, thanks for right. calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your event. Now, it's you and Chef uh, Chef Javier Placencia, right? Yeah, there you go. You, oh, there you go. It's not like Manila Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it, uh, is it kind of thing where it's a collaboration, or is it like one course goes one way, another course goes the other way? It's, a, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm I'm super excited to be cooking with Chef Javier. He's he's a, obviously an amazingly outstanding chef and mm -hmm. someone that I admire greatly. Um, so I'm... I'm completely humbled and honored that he that he even accepted the invitation. Um, but it's the the dinner is is it's formatted where he's going to be doing a course and I'm going to do a course and we're kind of sharing each other's culture. It's about the trade relationship between Mexico and the Philippines as governed through through Spain, basically. You know, because the Philip uh, the Philippines and Mexico have had a long standing trade relationship and not just trade, but I mean camaraderie as well, going back you know 500 years. Sure. You know, and so uh, this this dinner is meant to really explore the 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 similarities between the cultures, but also the the differences as well that 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 we have, but but still bring us together. You know, a lot of people don't realize that um, Mexico and uh, the Philippines, uh, the the Philippines was actually governed by the vice royalty of Mexico during Spanish uh, colonial rule. 
Oh, wow. And so there's a lot of that history between the two. And um, the Manila Galleon was, was, a, was a, for, you know, no pun intended, but it was the vehicle that basically uh, started that, that relationship, uh-huh. um, you know, across the And this the, is an ocean Pacific. liner that went across the Pacific between the two. Well, it was, it was a little bit more, um, I guess, gruesome than, than, an or- than, than, a, than a, a cruise liner, you, yeah. know, if you, you, you know, an ocean liner. Um, it, was a, it was a trade ship, and it took two years between the voyage from the Philippines to, to uh, uh, Acapulco, uh-huh. um, from Manila to, to Acapulco is where, was where the, uh, the harbor was that they did a lot of the trade relationship out of. And the, uh, the, the people who, who manned those ships were obviously Filipinos, and when a Filipino would jump ship from that, uh, that trade ship, they replaced him with a Mexican. And so Mexican would then go to the Philippines and work there and, you know, and, and the different ingredients and, and, uh, and items that were, that were traded, silk, uh, silver, uh, gold, you know, all of those things, uh, uh, spices, different foods as well that were brought to the Philippines and vice versa brought to, to Mexico, you know, like mango, mango is, is, uh, something that we obviously it's huge in, in Mexico and, uh, um, that is actually a in Filipino indigenous, in, indigenous uh, ingredient that was brought to to North America, and the same thing like tomatoes, chilies, um, uh, guava. Guava is a is a uh, North American uh, uh, in, indigenous uh, you know fruit, and that was brought to the Philippines. Wow, and that's something you, you know, would like all like kind of. Uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that, that's one that would kind of make you think of tropical when you think of yeah. guava, tropical. But and you would think, I mean, there's there there are you know species of guava that you know are in, indigenous to you know certain areas. But I mean, the the guava was brought to the Philippines via the Manila Galleon, and so then it 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 became widespread all over you know Southeast Asia. That's crazy. Uh, what's really cool, you know, one of the things that I respect you as a chef so much is where you draw your inspiration from. And, you know, just listening to you right there, it, you're such a student of history, but yet you also have this whimsical, playful side to you. And I've seen dishes where you've gone that whimsical side, and I've seen you take these other, again, these really historical perspective on stuff, and then still add your own creative flair to it. Uh, and it's just really a lot of respect for your creative process and how you come up with these things. Um, so this sounds like an absolute dynamite, dynamite dinner. Hey, uh, Chef Bernard. Chef Bernard from the Marine Room <laughs> waving at us on the outside of the, the podcast studio here. Um, but, you know, the, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, you are just so talented. And this is an awesome – if That's you haven't – yeah, you are. You are. Your, your food is absolutely beautiful, and it has been. Um, and it's, you know – and the, the flavor is always on point too. And again, I love the creativity you have. You draw all these different inspirations and really execute the, your own unique style of food. And so again, this dinner is on the 11th. And where, mm-hmm. where can you make reservations at? So you can make reservations online on Open Table. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just regular reservations. It's like regular restaurant seating. Uh-huh. And the the dinner is from 5:30 to 9:30 so it's open open reservations i do know that 6:30 is filled up right, okay. right now so um if you were hoping to snag a table at 6:30 i know that that's full so uh you know just make reservations online or you can call the restaurant 619-531-8744 we'll put the put the phone number up there yeah as well. the link we already have the link up on the front of the website uh for the dine local sd we and we kind of did it uh between the uh segments here so definitely make your reservations guys this is an incredible opportunity to t- get foods uh these intertwining cultures and a little bit of a history lesson and two outstandingly talented chefs um 
So J6, heart of the gas lamp. Uh, you know, you guys are open for dinner service and then yeah, have- dinner service and breakfast service, and then we also have Upper East Bar mm-hmm. on our and, rooftop, and that's and that's uh, right next to the pool too, right? Right next to the pool, yeah. It's uh the pool is the pool is reserved for hotel guests, but you can definitely come in and just kind of lounge around, and it's a it's a really cool up upscale like vibrant lounge feel. Yeah, absolutely. Our guys, that is Chef Anthony Sensei of J6. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Mono Galleon. Manila, Manila Galleon. Galleon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been, yeah, this is great. Uh, Manila Galleon. Uh, again, that dinner. There you go. On the 11th call. You want to do it again? Manila. Manila. Galleon. Galleon. There you go. <laughs> Say it like a white person. Then. <laughs> I, uh, well, that, I kept, I've been trying to avoid that. <laughs> Sounding too white. Uh, but anyway. Thanks High five, ag- brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am privileged enough. I'm, I know I'm going to be going to this dinner, and I am super excited, excited about it. Joe Herman from the Farmer's Market Report will also be joining us. And, uh, yeah, and I actually got a lot of the ingredients that we're using from the farmer's market truck. So it's 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 really, really exciting. You know, one of the first dishes that I'm doing on that dinner, uh, we're, it's inspired by a, a Filipino folk song called Bahay Kobo. And it's basically talking about like all the vegetables that, you know, you grow up with. And it's like a folk song to teach kids about the different types of vegetables that are in the garden. And so there's tons of different vegetables that are, that are, um, that it talks about that are actually featured on the farmer's market truck, you know, right now. So, which is really cool. That's awesome. Like, see, that's, you just backed up exactly what I said, where you draw your inspiration from. I find it one of the, the absolute coolest things about your skill and, you know, finding ingredients in a song and translating it into a plate. I mean, that's the, I just, well, so the, the, the reason why, you know, I found inspiration in that song is because when you really take a look at the ingredients that it lists, it, it talks about, uh, um, you know, jicama, it talks about tomatoes, it talks about um, uh, radishes and things like that. A lot of the ingredients that are listed are actually non-indigenous ingredients to the Philippines and were traded uh, on the Manila Galleon. And so on the menu description, it actually reads Galleon Traded Vegetables. Oh, that's awesome. So it, there's there's the history lesson behind it. You know, so which non, is, uh, uh, You're making a inspired plate from... A Filipino folk song, but non-indigenous ingredients, which is really cool because it ties back to the Filipino and Mexican trade and camaraderie. Wow. That's truly inspirational, Chef. So, yeah, that's what what it's about. So that's what this dinner is about, and that's why I'm I'm hoping to really share this with everybody. And, you know, uh, I'm excited to cook with with Chef Javier, and I'm excited to cook for everybody who comes in. And, again, this is like two of the hottest cuisines that are going on right now. And, you know, Mexican has really been on an uptake. And then Filipino cuisine right now is just getting tons and tons of press. Yeah, and I I hope that it's not just a a short conversation, you know. Sure. You know, I, I, we're not doing this dinner, you know, or this, this Filipino insurgence of, of, uh, the, this pop, this, this newfound popularity of Filipino cuisine, because this is not just a popularity contest for me, you know, this is my culture. This is something that I've grown up with and, you know, I I feel like it's worth sharing, especially, you know, because of my own kids, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, passing on that culture down and yeah, that's really amazing. Give them a cultural identity. Yeah, you know, which they also identify with the you know Hispanic side as well. Sure, and when the the, the ties between food and culture, you know, uh, I think that you know that's when I whenever I travel, that's how I explore cultures through food, mm-hmm. and I think it's such an important thing to pass down uh, and keep those heritages and keep the you know all those flavors and just different things, you know. Again, hand in, you know, that's how that's how people have learned to cook for generations and generations and generations. You yeah. know, that's really the refinement of the culinary whole game is 
by passed on heritage. And yeah. It's awesome to see you continue that. Thank you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on the Dine Local SD podcast. Next week, we're going to have a little bit of a Coronado walk around where uh, Ashley Brophy and uh, uh, Judy Lopez are going to be taking a good hard look at all the different things to eat on Coronado. Uh, we'll have a farmer's market report, and we'll also be featuring uh, Peace Pies. Uh, so tune in next week and get your tickets uh, while you still can for the Manila Galleon. Manila Galleon. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Nick. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Chef. All right, guys. That's it. See you soon. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography, and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.